welcome to Remotely Renee. Today is May 4th. That might not mean a lot to some of you, but it means a lot to some of us because today is Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you, baby. So happy Star Wars Day to the people that are into that. Happy Tuesday to the people that are just happy like me. Let me welcome in my two lit crew, my Snooka Booker, which is me, Madre. What up, Snook? Cole, which is my sister. What's up, Cole? And my VP holding down the business, Paul Garino. What up, fam? Two lit crew. We in here on a Tuesday. What's up, everybody? Has it been eventful today? Does anybody... Cole, anybody, any Star Wars fans out there? What's up? Oh, Vance is a Star Wars fan. He loves Star Wars and he would, he, he has a saber. We've had sabers. We've torn up sabers. sabers. (laughs) We've chopped the dog with sabers. So yeah, he's a big Star Wars fan. This is a day for him. Oh my goodness. Okay. So VP, what about you? What's up with you? What's going on? Yeah, I grew up as a Star Wars fan. I don't, I'm not really into it as much uh, now, but. I uh, used to watch them. I don't even know, like, I can't even name you, like, the, all what happens in them, but I know, like, some of the characters. So. Oh, Lord, Snookabooka, there you Well, let me just say, at our house, we're in a different galaxy. We're in the Star Trek galaxy. I knew she was oh. going with it. I knew she was going with it. We're Trekkies. <laughs> Trekkies, oh. man. <laughs> Yes, we are Trekkies over here. My ditty is into Star Trek, so we are into Star Trek. But listen, let's just get right into it. It's scoreboard. And so what we do with scoreboard is we we talk about the hottest stuff. Y'all know what we do with scoreboard. So VP, what's going on in the business world? I know there's got to be something happening this week. So first up, I'm going to bring your co-owner, Marshawn Lynch, again, just making Okay. Every week he's making moves pretty much. Uh, so he just invested into the PLF, which is an MMA um, league. It's like, I guess, competitive, com- competing with like UFC, but they have like a, they're just like tournament style. So it's like uh, the winner gets like a million dollars. I mean, they still obviously get paid for each fight, but the, the, the yeah. winner gets a million. So now that's a lot of money. And for people that know about the boxing world, they don't, sometimes they don't get paid a lot. MMA world, boxing world, until you make it big, the big stars. I see you, Snookabooka. The I'm big stars. Ready. What you trying to do? I didn't know. I'm getting get ready to, to box. For a million dollars, right. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, anybody that boxed Snookabooka going to have to box me and Cole right hey. over with it. So y'all don't want them problems. Sign us up. I'm ready. But a lot of them don't make a lot of money. So I like that there's a cash prize kind of at the end for the winner. What do y'all think about a little MMA? What is it called, though? What's the tournament again? Or My PLF is the league. PLF? What do y'all think? Would you get in the ring for a million dollars? Cole, what you think? No, because some people dying in them rings. I'm sorry. MMA, them people, they are dropping. They're leaving with limbs detached and brain cells gone forever. And I don't know. I'd rather take you boxing than MMA because they there's no rules with MMA. That's what I feel like. Yes, it's very scary. You're in a cage and just you and that person. There's really nowhere to run. That's terrifying. Snookabooka, what you think? You getting in there for a Millie? What's up? Well, maybe I'm thinking about it now. Maybe I'll just put my <laughs> And Ron, because he used to box, and so maybe he could, you know, win the million. Do we well, get celebrity, celebrity dad boxing. Oh, wow. Listen, I can't handle that. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how the loved ones of people that are a boxer, a fighter, MMA, I can't handle that. I don't want Diddy in the ring because I'm mad. I don't want Snook in the ring. Cole, I don't want anybody I know in the ring, like so, or the cage. I don't know how they deal with that because we all fighting. Like, I I'm, I would be a sore yeah. loser. You knock somebody. Like, yeah. It would be like WWE. You know, on WWE, when it's two people wrestling, like, I mean. like jumps in the ring, I would be the one to just come off the side and just drop kick somebody in the head. Like, I'm tired of this. TPM. Yeah, like I wouldn't, I would have no hard feelings about not fighting fair. Somebody knock out my family. Like, I'm like, I don't think that would, I wouldn't handle that well. So, yeah, I would be the kind of people like, meet me at the bus. I know y'all have heard like the NBA stories where they're like, okay, we can't fight on the court. Meet me at the locker room, meet me at the bus. I would have that would make me be one of those type <laughs> what else you got vp yeah so that's marshawn lynch's second investment in like the second week because he uh he bought part of uh the oakland root or the oakland yeah oakland roots which is a like a minor league uh professional soccer team 
Shouts to Beast Mode, okay? He didn't get that name for nothing. You'll start to see that athletes that are one way on the, the court or the field, they just carry that over. Like, he's a beast out here right now. There's nobody. I know you've seen him in that Subway commercial rolling around in a tire. I don't care what it was. They cut him the check. He's in a lot of things. He's doing a lot of things. So, shouts to my partner, Beast Mode. Yeah, he might need someone to help him handle his money. Tell him that you know, I have a little bit of financial background to help him funnel that money into the right slots and the right things there. Oh, I bet there's a lot of people that are telling Marshawn that they can help him funnel his money somewhere, but we will pass along the message, Snookabooka. What else you got, BP? Maybe he'll be on one day. You could talk to him about it. Uh, this is a kind of different uh, world's, world's most valuable uh, apparel brands top five nike at 30.4 billion gucci at 15.6 billion i'm not going to say the points anymore louis vuitton at 15 billion adidas at 13 i mean at 14 billion and chanel at 13 billion okay oh, chanel. i knew snook was gonna get hype about chanel <laughs> too rich for my blood so so two but i mean i think it's kind of impressive that two athletic companies are the top brands in the world right yeah i think that i thought it was in like who were the top five again because did you say louis vuitton yeah, nike gucci louis vuitton adidas then chanel dang i mean if i had to take a guess those are some heavy hitters who are like who would you I think would adidas i'd say more so i'm I mean, very surprised about adidas who are you shocks not on there cole or snook like is there anybody that pops in your mind well let oh. me just say let me just say this i'm not shocked the athletic brands are the top five because you have more people who can afford athletic brands than you got people who can afford Gucci, yeah. Chanel, and Louis. So yeah. that's just quantity versus what, if what for one bag, you can get probably about 15, right. 20 people. So I, I want to say that doesn't shock me too much, but yeah, it's, it's a little too rich for my blood. I'm a window. <laughs> I like looking from the window. I just admire and walk by. I say, oh, that's beautiful. And keep going. And I walk right over to Adidas and Nike. <laughs> Snookabooka, what do you think about the list? Any surprises? Who did you think might be on there? What do you think? Well, I think I dabble in all the ones he listed. So they're <laughs> all <dang. laughs> Ooh, She's expensive. He take my money when I'm in New York. my statement on Adidas because I always forget uh, this is worldwide. So they're huge in, in soccer. Overseas. Big in soccer. So when you talk about international, I see a lot of Adidas gear to that point, Paul. When I travel overseas, there's a lot of Adidas gear. Um, Yeah, I think that that list is pretty. I'm trying to think if there's anyone I would think would be on there that's not. That's like some heavy hitters. Um, so shouts to Nike, shouts to Adidas. Them other ones, Cole, to your point, yo, I'm good. If somebody wants to gift me that stuff, great. Hey, yep. Great, but I can't, I got I got bills to pay. What else you got, VP? <laughs> so, I mean, we couldn't not discuss Trevor Lawrence picking up like major endorsements before he even gets drafted. Obviously, he just got drafted now. Uh, he signed with Adidas over Nike because Clemson's a Nike school. So that was kind of surprising. Hmm. And Gatorade. And, and then the newest one is um, Blockfolio, which is a cryptocurrency. Tell him, tell them about this, Paul, because the number one draft pick in the 2021 NFL draft, Trevor Lawrence signed a Blockfolio. Is that what they're called? Yeah. A Blockfolio deal. It's a crypto deal. Just so you guys know where we at with 2021 is a crypto deal. Y'all still don't want no money in crypto. Snook, Cole. Uh, you can give me one fourth of my salary in that. <laughs> Run me oh. my funds in cash, please. No. <laughs> I, I need, I need I four. a quarter now. <laughs> okay, you can take a quarter. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm slowly coming around. My Ooh. son invested and he... He came out good on some some cryptocurrency that you know. So I, I'm I'm happy that you know people are profiting from it. Run me my funds and cash, please. Run you your funds and cash, please. As you guys can see, I think I needed to turn up my light a little bit. Um, yeah, I think that we need to get into it. People are starting to get whole deals now over crypto. Whole deals. How did your son know about it, Cole? Huh? 
how did your son know about crypto? That's that's his. He he's been investing in. Um, he's been investing since he was in high school. He that was that's economics is his major. He likes all that stock. He my baby. Come on, Shannon. <laughs> he took his Christmas money and was like, "Hey, ma, I want to invest this money in Nike and some other stuff." And my concern was, don't have the feds knocking on my door, son. Go ahead. We need to know what you're doing, but don't have the feds knocking at our door, taking our, confiscating anything in our house. And so he's been doing, he's been dabbling and he bought some stock in January and I had no clue because he's grown. And he was like, yeah, I cashed out hours before something you know, kind of dip. And I was like, what? It's the same. That's my boy. <laughs> so, yes. I'm happy, but still run me my funds, please, in cash. <laughs> Did you see Ellen? She, uh, uh what, uh, just uncovered a uh, NFT on her show this week. What? On Ellen? Mm-hmm. No, tell us about it, Snook. Okay, get into it because. I, I just saw where they said she had a picture and she said that she was going to uh, reveal an NFT on her show. I didn't get to see the show this okay, week. Okay, but Snook. Snook, when you heard her say that, you knew what she was talking about a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Look at us! What we doing <laughs> over here? Okay, uh, we last, doing that. Last one, bonus one, pretty random. Uh, the first time ever, NFL team, NFL PA, and a private company partnered with on a retail product, and it's a Pat Mahomes barbecue sauces. What? I'm, I'm, Didn't we just talk about hot sauces when we very first started the pod? It just made me flash back to this. Yeah, Condiments I'm, is a booming business. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he has a deal with one of the ketchup brands because he's like Heinz. I don't. I don't. We don't say the names. Oh yeah, no, no free, no free pub here. You right, you right. No free pub here, and you well, know, we or whatever. We got new partnerships so no free promo over here look at that you see it but it's funny that you just said that because i was watching brandon marshall's podcast and they were talking and they have the chef on there i don't know if you ever seen it and she has all her spices and she's like oh yeah i'm almost sold out i had a thousand she had like 80 left okay so snooka booker are there any recipes that fanny pearl my granny fanny did she Granny Fanny sauce. I'm just saying, it's already a little ca- catchy. Yeah, well, I, you know, uh, for years I've made a sauce that she did. I haven't done it lately, but yeah, there there's some sauces we can make. But my thing is, the market is flooded with sauces. No, no. That's yeah. the- Shark Tank. Don't be dropping our pitch before we even before we even get it off the ground. I'll find the meme because it got to go up and it's like, you ever see like a million bread uh, bread brands in the bread aisle, but they're all, they could all eat. We all eat different ones. Well, look, we got a household of three right now. And we all like three different types of bread. Okay. Run me my potato bread. Hello, somebody. Junior, hey, likes, like Junior likes the wheat with the seeds on it type, you know, like there's, <laughs> there's something for everybody. Maybe Granny Fanny sauce might be for somebody. Oh, <laughs> Let me tell you, cause let me tell you what, let me tell you what a, and y'all probably know who I'm talking about without me saying it, but I can actually say it. Chick-fil-A came out with their eight ounce sauces. Uh, 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 oh. Uh-oh. oh no. <laughs> so I actually, sometimes I don't even have to get Chick-fil-A. I just want the sauce. I can cook at well, home. That's funny I, got, I want the sauce. I got them in the. What is going on? about this? Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Which one do you have? Is that is that Polynesian? Yeah. Polynesian. I got Chick-fil-A sauce. I like the Chick-fil-A wow. sauce with my chicken. So what I'm saying is everybody got the sauce right there. I know y'all lying. I got a spot in the refrigerator. <laughs> so this will tell you why right. sauces are importante. Foxboro Brothers is has like the best barbecue sauce known to man granny fannies all i'm saying granny fannies it's catchy already oh man i I will actually cook dinner and then if we don't have any sauce 
Shannon will go pick some sauce up just for we can have for our own dinner. We don't even order the food. We just want the sauce. What? That's crazy. I am here for it. We have a happening IRL because there's a lot of things happening in real life and we like to highlight those. So some of those things might be athletes it might be activists it might be entertainers but this week we have a sports journalist Kenny Maine you may know him from ESPN he's all over it but what Kenny Maine has done is unbelievable he's created an organization called Run Freely and he had a, a catastrophic injury in college that made him not basically able to run and train like he did a lot of wounded veterans have this same problem so he created a device to help with that I'm gonna let you let Kenny tell you about it Kenny what's good yeah, UNLV. Randall Cunningham was a freshman when I was a senior. That's how old I am. Uh, the kid who played ahead of me named Sam King, he led the nation in passing yards. But my junior year, the year before, um, we were getting beat at Oregon. I was in there at the end, and some guy stuck his helmet on my ankle, and I had what was called a fracture dislocation and ended up playing the next year, you know, because when you're young, you just like, whatever, I'm coming back the next year. Uh, but every year subsequent, you know, I got more arthritis. I had like 10 surgeries, bone spurs in, metal in, metal out. You know, I won't bore you with all that. But by the time I got older, I was in like real pain, like, you know, depression type of pain where you didn't even want to get up in the morning. And I was out in Seattle and I had moved back uh, from Connecticut to Seattle. And I went to one doctor who would have taken it off. And I went to another doctor who was going to replace it. And I went up to another one who was going to fuse it. And I was trying to debate my options. Yeah. And it's, it's almost funny. I'm, I'm not making light of anybody who has to amputate their leg. But those guys kind of saved me because they're like, you're too young. Go find a better therapist. Get, get some better bracing. You know, you're too young to be doing that. So eventually I found this guy named Ryan Blanc. Uh, he works at a place called Hangar Clinic in Gig Harbor, Washington. That's near Tacoma. And he changed my life. Like I, I bought the brace from him. They, they, they like to call it a device, not a brace because the brace is a, little, a brace is insulting to them. You know, you can get those anywhere. It fits only you, you know, they do a molding, a testing, you know, the fitting though. I mean, it's very high tech. It's made out of carbon fiber. Don't ask me every last detail of how it works. I don't know how my car works. I just know it works when it works. Um, so I put this thing on and literally day one, I was running on a treadmill I was jumping on boxes. I was doing everything. And I, I started crying for about two hours. Like I couldn't believe the gift I had been given. And I called Gretchen. She was out back here in Connecticut. And we just almost immediately said, let's do something good with this. Like we got such a blessing. I can play flag football now. I can go run sprints. I can do hikes with her. I can play golf. I have no pain whatsoever. It doesn't fix anything. It just lets you do stuff, right? Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if we see somebody in the NFL wearing one because – you know, those playoff games where the guy's got his ankle all messed up and needs to make it through one game, but this brace will do it for you. This, so we started this thing called Run Freely, and our opening event was in August of 2018. It's called Run Freely, R-U-N-F-R-E-E-L-Y, runfreely.org.org. Um, we're taking donations now because things are, things are thin right now, uh, for sure. And then I know there's a lot of good charities out there. There's so many places to give. Food banks need money. And we did it specifically for veterans uh, because the R&D on this was from veterans, right? They came back from war with these injuries and Ryan outfitted them with this thing to either, you know, live in their retirement or in some cases actually go back into service. So that's how we did it uh, specifically for veterans to benefit them. And our opening event had Jamal Crawford, Gary Payton, Steve Largent, Jerry Rice, and Lenny Wilkins. So, so when I, I know all them and when I asked the favor, they all, everybody said yes to me. Like, it wasn't even a question. Gary dropped everything. Jerry dropped everything. Jamal was already in Seattle, as was Lenny. And Steve flew in from Oklahoma. I thought we'd get 20,000 people. Like, who doesn't want to hang with those guys, you know? So uh, it was a little smaller than that. But you know what? It got out of the gate. And we've had so many generous donations in what's been a couple of years. We're averaging almost one a month, not quite. Uh, like I said, during the pandemic, you know, things have fallen off a bit, but I'm hopeful. And, and we just, I got to host Pearl Jam Radio. Um, and I had as one of my guests, this young woman named Heather McKay. And she was, you just, I mean, she made me cry listening to her gratitude and just how it changed her life. She gave away her wheelchair day one, like came back to New Mexico. And I don't need this wheelchair because I'm walking now. You know what I mean? Just the beauty in that and the blessing of helping others, uh, it, it's been something to behold. 
I was misjudged. I was not the worst dancer. I think I was the second worst dancer or maybe the third worst, but I got run off pretty quick. Um, I kept telling the, the young lady who was my dance uh, partner and instructor, Andrea Hale's her name. I was like, what, what, what's something really simple? And then they'll think, oh, he's mastered this little simple thing that he can do in this small area. She's like, no, we're, we're going to touch every corner of the damn floor. And I was basically chasing her around the room, screwing around, trying to make a joke of it. Yet I was also trying, but uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I lasted 90 seconds. You know, this was before my ankle went really, really bad. Like I was still kind of getting around, you know, I'd swell up and, and limp around, but I was able to do more things back then. This is way back to like 2006. Yeah, I, well, I thought I was going to dance with a star. I didn't understand the concept, but, um, and then I drove Andrea out of the game. They, they penalized her as well. I don't know if I, she might've been back, but I'm not positive. I, I haven't followed it so much since. Well, I had to uh, call them a lot is actually the way it really went down. They had an 800 number. I think they just hired me to save money because I was calling it so much. So I, out of college, I actually got a tryout with Seattle, but I failed the physical because of my ankle at camp. And I got a job in TV soon after, but I was kind of a gopher, you know, I was checking the wires and I was ripping sheets apart and doing all the, all the PA work, I guess you'd call it, you know, production assistant. And I eventually got a chance to be on back then I wanted to do more serious things. Like I wanted, ended up being a guy on frontline or, you know, making documentaries and doing serious stuff because I'd already played sports. I had the serious side to me. I was political science. I was going to get a political science major. Instead, the Seattle thing came up and, and I, I settled for my one major in broadcasting. But after a little while at that little station in, in Tacoma, Washington, my boss was like, hey, we're adding, because uh, we were just like a small time, five days a week. We, our joke was if there's news on the weekends, there's news to us. Uh, you know, but they added a weekend, uh, Saturday, Sunday, and I played football, you're doing sports. You know, that was pretty much the logic. So I started doing sports. Long story short, I sent ESPN a tape uh, off the 1989 Super Bowl, Joe Montana to John Taylor. I can still see that play. Um, and they brought me back for an interview, but I didn't get hired. Then I quit that job. I went through like a bunch of, I, I sold prepaid legal insurance. I made garbage cans. I sold long distance all the while to pay the bills all the while I was trying to get back in TV. And I started freelancing for ESPN in Seattle for like three, four years. And I finally, I sent a, a letter to ESPN. I said, Hey, I'm trying to sort out my career. Please check the appropriate box. And the first one said, stand by the mailbox contracts on the way. Second one said, keep up the freelance work. Third one said, we'll hire you about the time ESPN 5 hits the air. And at the time, you know, they'd added ESPN 2 right about then. So what ended up, they checked the middle box, by the way. It was Keith Olbermann and Susie Colbert doing that show called Sports Night on ESPN 2. Not everybody got it back then. Stuart Scott, Bill Pedo, Deb Kaufman, they were like the secondary, they called them the smash anchors. You'd come on at the two minutes before the bottom of the hour, five minutes to the top and do a little update. So Keith went back to be with Dan Patrick. Stuart moved up to be the anchor with Susie. They needed one more guy, and that was me. So I wasn't by any means told I was doing Sports Center. They're like, in fact, just the opposite. Like, hey, be happy you're on ESPN too. I was like, I just worked my way in, and, and they haven't got rid of me yet. So it's been like 26 years now. And now I'm back to doing Sports Center again after I've done a variety of things, you know, through all the years. The news, Jerry Maguire. I quoted it the other night. I love that line where he's talking to uh, Cuba Gooding, you know, Rod Tidwell. And he said, I, I don't know if I have it right, but it's like, it's an up at dawn. Uh, how do you say that? It's an up at dawn pride swallowing siege that I will never fully tell you about, okay? Um, miracle on 42nd Street, probably. There's so many good ones. I mean, Titanic's in there, but I wouldn't, I don't know. It, I, I'm not, I don't got a good answer on that one. Harbor Island, the Bahamas. We got, well, Gretchen and I got married. I got remarried in 2017. And we had been to a different wedding in Nassau. And we were told, hey, you should go check this little place out. It's called Harbor Island. Mm -hmm. And you fly to a place called North Eleuthera, little tiny airport, you know, it's like one lane. And so we have just like, seriously, like, I feel like a lot of the people there are just like family to us now. They were so good to us. Last time we went just for a vacation, we saw this lady. We were driving, you drive golf carts everywhere. You don't even drive cars. The island's so small. You, you rent a golf cart. That's how you go to your restaurants and so forth. And we're driving down the road one day and we see this lady. I was like, is that, is that her? That's, uh, you know, and we jump out of the car. We're hugging her. And, you know, so 
uh, those people are so good and we, we, uh, we try to think of them often and want to help out what's going on with them. Um, obviously losing a lot of tourism. There's a lot of, a lot of hurt right now. So we try to contribute a little bit down that way as well. Uh, getting Jamal Crawford signed. He's my guy. So he's a Seattle guy. I'm from that area. We got to know each other at a Lenny Wilkins event. He has this big gala every year, uh, raising money for a community hospital. He's been doing it for 40 odd years. And Jamal's like the sweetest, kindest person I've ever met, probably. And he looks like he's 18 still. He, so I hype him on Sports Center. It's like our go-to line, end of the show. By the way, Jamal Crawford available, you know, just letting the NBA guys. So I talked to him the other day. He, he's coming back to play. He wants to play. He, he feels confident. I was really – I remember when he finally signed with the Nets, I don't think I felt that kind of joy for somebody else, like, I don't know how long, you know. And it, and it was just so – Absolutely. Like I told him, it ain't because I like you and we're friends and it's charity or anything. It's like he deserves it. He can still play. He's in great shape. You know, like he can offer so much to the young players, just his experience. He's one of the top scorers, you know, top, what is he, top 40 or 50 all time. I mentioned earlier our foundation run freely. Jamal was there at the kickoff event. He also wrote a check and bought one of the devices for a veteran. So he scholarship somebody in. Yeah, I mean – I saw what happened in the 2018 Georgia race and uh, saw what happened with Stacey Abrams. And then she immediately, like, all right, I'm going to do something about this. And, you know, this whole lie about, you know, voter fraud, I'm sure there are a handful of cases where somebody votes twice or somebody illegally does whatever, but it's about, you know, a, a fraction of a millionth of 1%, whereas voter suppression has been with us since the start of our country. And not until the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act, you know, in the 60s, when I was a little kid, um, you know, did things get fairer, but they still weren't fair across the board. And a lot of my good friends, Eastern Montana, uh, American Indians, and, and Washington State, we have tribes all over the place. And the Midwest has that issue where they like close down places, you know, where people can vote. I saw people on horseback going to vote this year, two hours, you know, showing that they were going to fight through you know, what is clearly a way to suppress the vote, right? If you limit the number of places where a person can vote, fewer people are going to go vote. You know, not everybody wants to stand in line that long or drive that far. And there's so many people doing good work. And I know there's a bunch of other organizations, but the ones I chose were Fair Fight and Black Voters Matter. And you saw the energy, you know, with which people came and rallied people to, to register. And there's a couple big races coming up soon in Georgia, Senate races. Uh, so it's almost like everybody's like, all right, you did this much. You got to go. Uh, like you said the other day, we're in overtime. Right. So hopefully people are aware and exercise their right. And I'm not even telling you who to vote for. Hey, this is Kenny Main. I'm on Remotely Renee, which is an alliteration. It's difficult to say, but I got it out. Really uh, proud to be on this with you because of, of your commitment and what you did. That was a big risk and uh, very admirable. So you are... Uh, you are thought well of in our neighborhood. Uh, wishing you the best. Hopefully people check this one out and all the other interviews you do. Okay, so there, I know that there's plenty of people out there that run with pain, feel pain all the time. They call this the magic device for a reason. Check it out. It's for a good cause. It's a 501c3 doing amazing things. Shouts to my guy, Kenny Main. Run freely. Well, ex we're talking about exploding things, exploding categories Hello, NFTs. Hello, Remotely Top Shot. This is where today I'm just going to open up some Top Shots and everybody on the show is going to get one of something. So we're going to start whichever one you pick, you get Cole, Snook, Paul. We're going to open some Top Shots and they're going to y'all to start y'all's. Paul already has, a, what is it called? A collection. But Snook and Cole, we will start your collection. So you will create an account and then we will. Wow, what's going on here? They got a show now. Yeah, they got this. They got the live show going. Wow, Top Shot is going up on a Tuesday. Yeah, we got to get you on there. I got Cole Anthony on there right now. Oh yeah, let's let's go, let's go. They the family. Let's go. So these packs right here. I don't even know where the hell. Oh, let's see. Is this mine? Yeah. <laughs> is, is this mine? <laughs> let's get a common pack. Sorry, I can't give y'all one of the the. Where's our cool cats? Oh, we opened them all on episode twenty one. Which one? Um, let's let's go that middle one. I was gonna say twenty four. Yeah, let's go that one. All right, so we're going to go 
how I like to do everything. You have to earn it. Oldest to youngest, snookabooka. Start us out. Give me number two. <laughs> and this is yours to keep. So let's see. Okay, Marvin Bagley. Let's see what he got for you. Oh, oh I think this is a game winner. Is this a game winner? 105 to 104 game? Ooh, that was a pass behind a booker. Oh. That's not back. Okay, Snook, we're starting out your top shot with Marvin Bagley the third, a dunk from January 30th, 2021. Um, Cole, you're older than VP. What let's go? Which one are you going with? Let me go with number one. Let's get number one. Let's go with number one. What's behind box number one? Okay. Oh, I was gonna say if you get Giannis, you got a Brooke Lopez, a missed shot. What? I said that's my guy, but that's uh, that's not a great dunk. Well, he's not a great dunk. Now, he's my guy now, Paul. That's he, my guy. Okay, own it, Cole. You better own your top shot. We'll send it to you, VP. Let's see what's behind door number three. What do we have? What they really want us to see that one. Let's see. Who is um? Oh, we all get a dunk this day. Oh, dunks. Oh, that's oh, not a big one, though. Mm -hmm. That's a good dunk. I ain't, I ain't mad at the hey, dunk. Paul, we, can, we can trade if you want to. I, I mean, can't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> do you want to trade, VP? Cole, just, there's hey. been a trade. There's a trade alert. We can do a trade. I like that dunk. That was a nice little dunk. Paul said what? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my it, God. The reason why I like Brooke Lopez, because he's he was the first NBA player to wear PG Sports. Oh, that's a sentimental you value. Go ahead and take them. You definitely need to trade. Them. Hey, there you go, Ma. Tell him. Tell him, Ma. He said maybe. He's like, we'll discuss trade details off air. Is what Paul is like, yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> I'm done. All right, so we're going to move on to remotely one-on-one. -on -one, and you guys, I'm so excited because... I love Shark Tank. Anybody that knows me knows I love Shark Tank. I love everything about both sides of it. I love the entrepreneurs pitching to investors. I love the investor side of it, as you guys know, because it's a way to, first of all, just it's a way to get connected to new products. I love seeing them. I wish I could taste them while I watch the show. And so I end up buying stuff from Shark Tank all the time because when the investors like how it tastes, I'm like, let me see how it tastes. And I got to know. So when Nike reached out to me to, to ask me to be a part of a Black Girl Ventures pitch competition, what? I was like, wait, are, I even had, I had VP ask. I'm like, VP, ask them if it's going to be like Shark Tank, because if it is, I am in. And so it was like Shark Tank 100%. We had so many awesome pitches that day. It was amazing. The founder of Black Girl Ventures is Shelly Bell, and she's the one who we're going to have today on Remotely One-on-One. -on -one. Her story's unbelievable. Her pitch competitions are unbelievable. Everything she touches is unbelievable. Shelly! What's up, what's up? So I have Shelly Bell. I was just with Shelly with Black Girl Ventures by a project that they're doing, but I want to just start from the very, very beginning because I want to know everything and I want everyone to know everything. So I always start by asking people, what did young Shelly think she was going to be when she grew up? Oh, <laughs> that's so good because I do something similar when I when I interview people. That's for real. Um, so I was going to be a pediatrician, really? and then I was going to be a lawyer because everybody's like, "Oh, you talk a lot. You should be a lawyer." So I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna be a lawyer." Yeah, that was it. I I, I saw like people like I don't know maybe something on TV about like pediatricians or whatever. Yeah. So, I was like, oh, so you wanted funny. to be a doctor or a lawyer, the 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 things that all kids would have typically wanted to be. But then you kind of you took a, a whole different path. You started your own foundation, but I don't even call it a foundation. It's a movement like, you know, Black Girl Ventures. Y'all are doing a lot. So tell me about how that passion began, because I know it probably began way before you actually got it off the ground. I mean, no, really. So, I mean, in terms of like my passion for business overall started before I got it off the ground, but uh, but starting Black Revenge was literally like somebody needs to do something, right? And so I'll, I'll take you through the story though. So in, um, I got laid off twice and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna start, well, the first time I got laid off, I was like, you know what? 
I'm just going to do, because I've lived a lot of lives. I was a K-12 teacher for a while. I've done performance poetry, like, full-time. Had my own art organization. I um, I actually, yeah, before, so I I recorded a poem before you came to the set, but, like, you'll, you'll see, we do a, a poem before, before the competition every time. So, okay, so I'm so, and you don't even know this, but people watching know. I'm so into that, like spoken word, poetry, all of that. So I'm like mind blown right now. So. Really? You know what? I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, when we get to the end of the interview, I'll perform it before we leave. Yes, that's what it. I was going to ask. Like, okay, <laughs> let's get it. Perfect. 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 Okay, cool. So ultimately, I work and work and work for development. Like I just, I've been, like I said, I live many lives, done many things. Um, work for the Patent and Trademark Office, all those things. And I got laid off from this workforce development job that I was on. And so I was like, I'm going to just do poetry for a year. So I did. And then by the end of that year, I was like, you know what? I want to launch a business. And I told my partner at the time, like, hey, I want to launch a business. And they were like, nah, I don't think you should launch a business. That's not going to be stable enough. Hey, what like, time frame is this? Like, what year is this? This is 2014. Okay. All right. And so, um, like, I'm like okay, well, you know, I'm about to be a wife. Like maybe yeah. this is what people do. You know, you got to compromise. So, <laughs> so I didn't start a business. I got a job doing some patent search work. Like I've I worked for the patent trademark office before. I hated it every day, but I thought I was faking it really well. Until mm-hmm. one day my boss called me in and he was like, listen, you're amazing, but this is not for you. And he laid me off. Wow. Great boss, but I was devastated. I went home and I did the only thing that a person that's been laid off twice could possibly do. What? I, I called California Psychics. Oh. And I was like, I oh know my you God. Know oh my God, what's happening to my life? No. And the woman, she told me, when you find the thing you want to do, the money will come and you're not going to be with that partner. So literally within two months, my whole life lived upside down. Throughout, I threw all the, the um, furniture out of my living room. My partner threw them out too. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to start a business. Now, mind you, I had no idea what I was going to do. So the first thing I did was um, I built a teepee in my living room. Hmm. Now, okay. for the record, I have to say, I do have Native American roots, but okay. um, I'm not Thank trying to- Thank you for saying that. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I mean, and like, that's a whole conversation around like black Native American mix. But um, so I built this teepee and everybody thought I was crazy. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, I'm going to put this teepee in my living room. I'm going to rent it out. And, and honestly, my thought was I had a few thoughts behind it. One, if you're a woman that's traveling and mm-hmm. you need a place to stay, because I had done traveling as a performance poet. And, you know, I was like, oh, hey, like I'm going to men could literally be on stage and be like, I need somewhere to stay tonight. And the women would be like, OK, like I can do that. Uh-huh. I'm That's true. Right. Yeah. So I was I also was thinking if you're a single parent and you don't have an extra room, you actually can't make extra money off of Airbnb. So this could be possibly be a way that you can make some extra money if you're a person who had a home without an extra room. Right. So these were all of my thoughts, providing safe space, you know, extra income, that kind of thing. Yeah. But. It's a teepee, right? And no, and this at this a time, teepees in the middle of your house. Teepees were not on the market at the time, by the way. So you now you can go and like to Target and buy like a kid teepee. That wasn't the case in 2000. And this is now 2015. So the beginning of 2015. So I'm like, okay. So um, <laughs> everybody's like, you're crazy. Nobody's gonna sleep. Here. I'm at like the hardware store. I'm gathering wood. I'm drilling. You know, like, I'm like, how do I drill a hole? I didn't even know. So. Yeah. I built a TP, put it on my Airbnb, super successful. We had mm-hmm. so many people that wanted to come and stay. I let one woman come. After that, I quickly realized what the meaning of safe space. Like people use safe space all the time. Mm-hmm. But what if, if we both walk into a building and it's structurally sound, it technically is a safe space. Mm-hmm. Safe space really means safe people. Okay. And that like no matter where you are structurally, if there is yeah. no safe people, you know, empathy, um, redemption culture versus cancel culture. Yeah. Um, you know, if that doesn't exist, then technically it's not a safe space, right? Because this woman, she was cool, but she was going through things with her husband. It was a lot. Oh, so she wasn't the safe person. You were safe, but she wasn't necessarily a safe one. That's right. Okay. Okay. That's right. Uh, then what so happened to like, that? 
I'm like, okay, what else am I gonna do? Because this ain't it. <laughs> so, so you had so like, wait a minute, you had one person come. One person. <laughs> and I said, this ain't it. Now, at that time, I had a one-year-old, so I have three children. But oh. my little one was one. She's trying to get in the teepee with the lady. Um, the yeah, lady, she talking to the kids. Like, it was a lot. It was a lot. She in my living room. So I said, <laughs> okay, <laughs> this ain't going to be the thing. What else? What other skills do I have? And at a previous job, when I was teaching, um, I learned how to print T-shirts. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a T-shirt line. Yeah. The first line was the LGBT line. It sucked. Nobody bought it. The design, it just didn't work. Oh, no. So I was like, okay, what else can I do? Uh, I was on the phone with a printer, and I said, you know what? It's made by a Black woman. I should put that on a shirt. And so literally, I went to the computer, and I designed a made by a Black woman logo to pattern after the Made in America logo, put it on a shirt. Everybody loved it. My mom gave me her um, some of her retirement money. I used my tax return to buy my own machines. So I launched Made by a Black Woman and Misprint USA at once, a print shop for merchandise and then the t-shirt line. And then we started going up and down the East Coast. We did big events like Afropunk. Uh, we did like women's empowerment events down in Atlanta. We did like like everywhere that we could go. I kept shirts in a table Lange in my trunk. Made by a Black Woman shirts in the trunk, popping them up everywhere. Um, and we, you know, I was learning. I learned so much. I learned so much about um, supply diversity. I learned so much about manufacturing. I learned so much about design, chemicals, uh, material, um, you know, just like all these things that not only were like I was getting customers from made by a black woman, but through my print shop, I started printing for like small brands. Small yeah, you're teaching them what you learned basically so that they could launch their own line of whatever they wanted. No, I wasn't teaching nobody. I was printing for other people. Oh, you were just printing now. Okay. Man. I was printing everything I could print. Okay. The, it was. I love that. And then I started working with like Amazon and Google and like doing print things for them. So I would print like for Amazon, we have a big AWS conference. I would do all of the t shirts or, or for their. Um, Diver diversity people. So you were doing well. So I was good. I leveled <laughs> up, launched the business, leveled up. You know, I'm good. I'm making it happen. And then the news came out. Black yeah. women are starting businesses at six times the national average and receiving less than 1% of venture capital. And mm -hmm. honestly, my thought was like, okay, well, let's do something about that. So the first Black Girl Ventures event, well, it was Black Girl Vision at first. It was a brunch. 30 women in the house in Southeast D.C., I put it up on meetup.com. People came. I ran the whole thing like a poetry slam because that's what I knew. I wasn't even thinking about Shark Tank or any of that. I was like, I was like, okay. Everybody put their, you know, they paid to get in. We voted with marbles and coffee mugs. So <laughs> if, you, if you like that person, you put your marble in their coffee mug. And then I gave the money back out to the winner in cash. I really didn't think anything about it. But people liked it. So I said, let's that's keep lit. doing it. Yeah, that's lit. So listen, y'all only got about this much of the conversation. You got to check the co whole conversation out on Thursday. That's where we release the whole remotely one-on-one -on -one conversations because we can't fit them all in the show. Please check it out because her journey, learn from it. It's so lit to see how she pivoted, pivoted, and pivoted some more. And then now she has brands offering her up to $500,000. She talks about it on there. $500,000 to an idea that came out of her mind. That's what you call entrepreneurship. Check out Black Girl Ventures by Nike. Their pinched competition. It's it's out right now. Check it out. And then we're now we're gonna move on to remote roots and Snookabooka. She's doing some things now. We're getting a little, we're getting a little something, something. We got clips now. We adding things. Snook, what are we talking about this week? Okay, well, remote roots is going in the ground this week. <laughs> Here in West Virginia, spring is sprung. And so we are starting to plant here. And one of the things I wanted to share was, um, you know, I've noticed on a lot of the news clips I watch and newsreels and things of that nature, that a lot of people are doing patio gardening, terrace gardening, small backyard gardening. They're gardening in tubs. They're gardening in these little uh, pouches, things that you can buy and add dirt to. And so I thought it would be cute to start uh, and show how you can take potato scraps or any scraps. You can do celery, you can do potatoes, you can do carrots, onions, uh, garlic, all kinds of scraps that you might throw away. Well, you can put them in the dirt and you can have 
your vegetables on your patio, on your terrace, in your small uh, backyard garden. So check it out. If you have ever examined your potatoes, you will see they have eyes. And from the eyes, sprouts will grow. The sprouts grow on the potato, and usually after the sprouts grow, the potatoes are no longer usable or, or edible, and people throw them away. But you can grow your own potatoes from the sprouts. Here you see some potatoes from my pantry that I've kept much, much too long, and they have developed sprouts. Now this sprout can be cut away from the potato, and for every sprout that you cut away, that is a potato seed that you can plant. So here you see where I have cut the sprouts from the potato. I will throw these potatoes away because they're no longer any good. And then I will have all of these sprouts that I've removed from the potato. After you plant these sprouts, which are actually the potato seed in dirt, in a couple of weeks you will see that you will have a green plant uh, grow from the dirt. And in October and November, you can remove the plants from the whiskey barrel or the bag that you put them in. And there are many root crop bags out there now because people are growing plants, root crops and things on their balconies, terraces, etc. So here you'll see that there's a bag. I put the mulch in the bottom. I've added the dirt. And there is the potato sprouts that I've added. I will cover them with dirt and then I will cover them with mulch again to protect them from the rain or whatever. So today, Snook has shown you how to grow your own potatoes from your potato sprouts. Okay, so I got to give a shout out to my baby, Angel Wallace Jr. He's the one that edits and puts these clips together. Snookabooka, like, okay, hello, y'all are welcome. Y'all are welcome to the people that were curious about it. I didn't know that you could take the sprouts out of the potato and just start a whole new potato. Like, I mean, there's a lot of things that I should know being from the country. Paul I don't said he knew that. You knew that, Paul? Yeah, you do it with the same thing, with like the seeds of uh, fruits or vegetables or anything. I knew it about the seeds because I thought seeds were seeds and we use seeds to make things grow. I didn't <laughs> know that you could use the weird stuff that grows from the vegetable to start the whole new vegetable. Well, I just does Paul have a garden on his terrace or balcony? Yeah, there's some stuff over there. Oh, <laughs> not mine, it's not mine. It's not mine, it's not mine. But, uh, oh, I saw a cool video actually on TikTok on how they make chocolate. It was weird. It was really weird. But it was cool, but it was really weird. Yeah. Do you know how to make chocolate, Snook? Uh, yes, you know, I make it at Christmas time. I make mine out of Velveeta no. cheese. Oh, yeah, she does. She makes it out of Velveeta cheese, and I have a real problem with that. I mean, I mean, I'm sure that that's how it gets made. Like, I mean, that's really a real process. But I remember now because she had this big old block. You talking about that big block that you melted down? This is real facts. I don't know if y'all knew beforehand, but Velveeta cheese, yes, it, it, like, I don't know. I still, I'm not a child. I don't really like chocolate. So don't judge me. But to me, that was cold. Yeah. What's your thoughts about this? I mean, I'm you pretty sure. I'm hundred percent sure. I'm hundred percent sure I've eaten it. I'm not saying I haven't <laughs> eaten it. That's not what I'm saying. I I'm going to awesome. need a refresher and that's gotta be a definite like episode because if you told anybody, I know that we making chocolate out of cheese, <laughs> let, me tell, let me tell you i think that they would have a real problem with that and then what's really funny talking about country people and potatoes and scraps okay i didn't really know that either about the scraps and everything but it's amazing how people think that because we're country girls that we, we automatically like bugs we should automatically know have a green thumb what grows out the ground what we need to put in the ground I'm thank you, you Cole. we worked outside because we were told to work outside really what we was trying to do and so now that we're older i enjoy working outside more it's but different it's different but at the time when you're it was chores when we were younger if we chores. had to pick Nobody up all the leaves and, and weed and get and cut grass and rake leaves that wasn't nothing to learn from it was a punishment <laughs> <laughs> it was a chore that we had to do weekly and apparently it's like when you cram for an exam and you don't remember anything that you studied i feel like should know more that's all i'm going to say i feel like i should know more stuff okay well when i was growing up this is the crazy thing i used to hate to look out the window and see the sun rising i hated to see the crack of dawn because i knew it wasn't very long before i'd have to hit my feet would have to hit the floor and i would have to go out and work in the garden before the sun oh yeah 
We've been talking about now, I, now I, I love, I remember what I was learned and now I just cherish it, really, I do. Oh, Ma, but that ain't no different than us being asleep and hearing dad start the lawnmower. We know our time is limited. <laughs> limited. As soon as we heard Diddy was outside, you can't even sleep peacefully anymore. Because I'm gonna tell you, in our household, if Diddy and Snook is cleaning and you happen to be sitting in a chair, Cole, what's gonna happen? Oh, you got all kinds of stuff to do. Oh, 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 you don't have nothing to do. Well, let me tell you what you got to do. Oh. <laughs> There was a, a laundry list. You could be asleep and I could hear the, the lawnmower going. As soon as the lawnmower stopped, you sat up in the bed and you had to get ready to get ready to get moving because, oh no. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> well, guess what? Every time. I believe Ron is coming on next week. <laughs> oh yeah, Cole, you better have it ready to go. Yeah, oh, I can remember even, you can't tell, you tell Diddy that you are bored. What's going to happen? Oh, no. That was erased from our vocabulary. One time I said, dad was like, what's going on? I said, I'm bored, there's nothing to do. Oh, you need something to do? I've never said that word, until this day. I don't don't ever say you're bored in our house because there's so many chores that need to be done. If you are bored, there are things to do, okay? Like that's, that's just, I mean, so, and if you were sitting down and they were cleaning, that was just crazy. That was crazy. All right, so moving on to Remote Roses. I don't even know who's coming on this week for Remote Roses. I'm looking to see. I know you like it. <laughs> what up, baby? Hi, guys. Okay, so hold on, let me do my, I'm hosting thing. Okay, you guys, so for Remote Roses this week, I got my baby on here, Serena Grace. I didn't even know she was gonna be on the show. Shouts to my squad. I told you they just be handling stuff. So shouts to Serena Grace that's gonna come on here. And so since you're on here, I want people like to understand Serena Grace is gonna be coming on as a producer of the podcast as well. But I want, I want to tell people let people know some of the things that you do for me on a regular basis that they may not know that you do for me on a regular regular basis okay so um <laughs> i work in their pr so a pr manager they frame interviews they enter emails answer you know frame responses they just handle all the communication for a talent basically so that's what i do for renee oh wow okay so that's the humble version let me just let me just, then let me tell you guys what Serena Grace does for me. First of all, I was at the office all day. I have a job, you know, like I really have a job that you go to the office to. Shouts to Suzanne, Beth, and the crew. What's up? I was with them all day today in the office. And so we had to push back the filming for today. And I hit the whole group chat like, yo, can everybody move it back to 7 p.m.? I get home. The whole setup is set up. Everything's ready for me to just sit down and host a podcast. Guess who did it? Serena Grace. I come in all like this. It's really crazy. So I'll come in and I'll be like, hey, so um, so and so did this. This happened recently. I was like, oh, man, we have a Hawks game, but I really wanted to host an event. And Stacey Abrams asked you to moderate something of hers. It's like, yes, ma'am. And I wanted to do it, but I had some schedule conflicts. And so me and Paul were like, dang, we can't do it. And we kind of were just like, it's over. And Serena was like, no, this is what you're going to do. You're going to go to the Hawks game. You're going to do this. And I'm going to give you my laptop. The quality is great on that camera you're going to moderate it you know like she's just working through all the stuff so serena that is what she does is what she said she does as a pr that is some of it but what she really does there's a lot more also serena grace is a powerhouse so i don't know if you guys remember on an episode where she blew the house out on the christmas episode um with her single this christmas so yeah there's there's a lot serena grace does and i it's okay it's okay <laughs> snap snap but what she's going to do today, she's going to give us some roses. She's going to toss out some roses. Before we go over the score, before we do all that, I just want to oh. take a minute to talk about the gear that's being worn here. Because I just realized, I saw my sister's face on her shirt, on Sam's, oh, Serena's shirt. I see her yeah. face. And then I had to bring out the old school because sometimes- Come on, Cole! No, you already know. Oh, this okay. is the way I live. Them oh, girls is. still pushing big wheels. Hey. That, that, that's the rookie shirt. The rookie shirt. 
that's the rookie shirt i was just out the gates just trying to figure it out and i wanted to let people know basketball i saw a lot of people putting like their side hustles their grind and i'm like look a professional athlete we gotta grind too this is the way i live and that song was hot around that time them boys they'll pushing big whips i like it i love the energy of the group i got my mem shirt on moments equal momentum this is what we do snook a book a rep a little bit what you got Snooker Luka got the photos behind. Look at how she. Oh. She said, "Yeah, I ain't nothing." Okay, I'm an OG. You better <laughs> pop your color. Well, just wait and check me out at the Dream Games, and you'll see. Oh, you already know my dream wear. My bad. Uh, you'll see my dream wear at the game. Okay, excuse me. Snooker Book is getting some custom gear made, so she hyped. She knows she's about to kill the game. But now we will go to the score aspect of it. And Cole, you might have won the shirts today, but right now you are not winning very well in this Remote Roses game. We have VP with four, Snooker Book with five. I have five, and Cole has one. So Serena, 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 Cole needs you in the worst way possible. What's oh, yeah. going Hit number one, rose number one. Okay, so uh, I don't want to make it too obvious. So I don't. Should I reveal if it's a man or a woman, or do or do I? No. She said no. Serena, don't okay, mess this so, up. I know you better watch the other ones. I do. Of course, I do. <laughs> okay, good. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so okay, so this person has been in at least thirty-seven films. She, they. That's okay. Okay, so this person has been in 37 films, at least. They can be seen in a recent TikTok commercial. Oh, is, that, is, that, is that one and two? Huh? Is that the clue one and two? Or yeah, that's that... one and two, yeah. Oh, man, that's it. Wait, so, so. Okay, this is the way I live. Them boys still pushing big well. Damn, I want to lay low and Some collusion going on here. No, no, no. Wow. Damn, my money in yeah. I feel like I need another one. I need another shot. <laughs> yes. I don't want to hear any haters. I did the same thing with another guest and guessed it right away. Who did I guess on that one? It was Ross Goldham Woody. Yes, you did. Don't be mad. When I hear something that triggers my mind, woo! No, that one doesn't count. Are you kidding me? No way. I'm no way. I love the way Paul is, is saying that one doesn't count. Who actually secured the person this week? Hmm. I'm trying to tell you, I didn't even know Serena Grace was going to be in the building. What? I, I just want to give a score update because, uh, Serena, you have to finish your hints because we want to show Gabby, a friend of the show, love. Six for me, five for Snook, four for Paul, one for Cole. Oh, I love it here. I love it here. Okay, so give us some more hints. I'm going to give Serena props and now I'm not. <laughs> well, I didn't know that she was going to get it on the second try on the first night even. <laughs> Man, so she appeared in 37 films. What else? Let's save that one for last. Okay, so, so she's been in 37 films. Uh, she was in a popular cheerleading movie. Um, oh, we would have got it on that one too. Uh, bring it on, baby. Okay, um, so her, uh, them and their spouse were in a Gatorade commercial together, and their spouse also oh. followed Renee on IG. And uh, Y'all D Wade. He does. Right? He's following you with IG. And a fun fact Come about on, her is that well, I read this online. I don't know if it's true, but it would claim that she reads Malcolm X's autobiography every year. So that's wow, that's really smart. What, what's going on? Where, what's my wow? Well, you talking about books and Snook started that to. Was, <laughs> pull it off the shelf. 
Oh, she was, Snook was about to to show out and show off. Snook over here eating church candy during the podcast. <laughs> she Snook already over there. I know y'all know that lady with all the candy at church, and Snook has been eating it before we started filming. And I just watched her eating it right now. So I'm gonna tell you, she's eating the candy. It's a cough drop. <laughs> oh, it's a cough drop because Snook was. Snook was out there in the dirt. She said remote roses was for the, I mean, remote roots was in the dirt. So Serena, these are for you in general, but I'm gonna tell you right now, Sam, so actually I have to give you some roses too. So Serena, this is for you being my PR. This is for you dealing with me when I'm tired. This is for you being the nicest human and I don't know why you deal with me. And then we have to give some roses to Gabrielle Union, because once again, let me shout Gabby out. Gabby shows love, Women Crush Wednesday. Every Wednesday, she shows love to women that are killing it. And she flipped the WCW and just tried to show love. So I love when women show love. She actually showed love to me one of those Wednesdays. So love back to you, Gabby. It's a Tuesday, but on a Tuesday, also shouts for killing the game. Like, I mean, she was in Bad Boys, Bring It On. Bad Boys is my favorite movie. All those is my, all those series. All of the above. You said 37, like 37 films, Gabby? Listen, at least 37. I actually skipped over that one. I was going to say one of my clues was he played opposite Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. So yeah, I would have got it. Mm. Oh, Sam, these were so easy. I was going to get it at every single mm -hmm. hint. We know Gabrielle Union, so that was easy. Oh, uh, oh, wait, is it? I'm sexy. I'm cute. I'm popular to boot. Hey. Oh, what is it? What's that one? It's, it's cold in here. I said a bird, it's yeah. cold in here. There yeah. must be some churros in the atmosphere. I said, oh, we, oh, we, oh, we, ice, ice, ice. Okay, hey, listen, and shouts to their union, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. I love Black Love and I love what they're doing. Shouts to their whole family. Love how they stand firm, 10 toes down. If you ain't with us, we ain't with you type. Love everything about it. Gabrielle Union, this is for you. From Serena Grace and Remotely Renee, we love to see it. I can't believe that you guys, how you gonna bring Serena on, Paul, and then try to discredit my point? <laughs> Collusion. Collusion. <laughs> I, should have, I should have known that I should put some harder uh, clues in here for Renee. Renee no, 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 no. Serena, you was doing the right thing. You was trying to help me out. It's just Renee was quicker the trigger. That's all it was. She was trying. She was trying to get one that I actually could get. And that was, was like you knew that one, Cole, right? I, I did. I really did. And it was just like as soon as she said, "Well, see, what threw me off was a TikTok." But if she just said anything about uh, a popular movie, and if she and went see, with any of I that, that was gonna be the hard one. And Renee, that was a giveaway. When I heard TikTok, my brain. TikTok, TikTok. Who was the other um, lady in the TikTok commercial too? There's two people I knew in that TikTok commercial. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't either. That's why I said it stopped me because if she done went to Bad Boys and Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, oh, it would have been, we would have been fighting over points. But when she said TikTok, I said, TikTok, what? Listen, she, what's crazy is when she wrote the first hint, I wrote down Jennifer Lopez. And then when I heard TikTok and Paul was asking, as I was erasing, Paul was like, is this the first hint or the, like he said something like, is this the first or second hint? And I heard TikTok and I said, oh no, this ain't JLo. Oh my gosh. So I thank you to my VP for the assist because it gave me time to erase my first answer in JLo and put Gabby. So this was a team effort. I like my, <laughs> look at Cole, I'm telling yeah, you. Know I was thinking JLo was my first choice, but I was like, no, that's gonna be too obvious. Everybody's gonna think I'm gonna choose JLo. So I'm not gonna choose JLo. Even she thought Oh my. Illusion. If you picked J-Lo, we would have been mad because Paul would have been like, that's too easy. We know you love J-Lo. Exactly. Yeah, every time people <laughs> mention J-Lo, it makes me think of A-Rod and I'm still I promise. I know. to the Minnesota yeah. guy. 
It's either Alan or it's a Rod. It's one of them. <laughs> She's oh my! Can somebody tell Alex Rodriguez that my snooker booker wants to meet him at a game because we have a commonality and we have ownership families now, and she feels very connected to him. We feel very connected to J Lo as well. I don't know how to feel about that because we're connected to the both of them. And so snooker booker, when she hears J Lo's name, she can't help think that A-Rod is right here in the WNBA stratosphere. He's right here and she wants to reach out and touch. Well, not in COVID time, sorry. She wants to I want I want to see I want to see A-Rod, Snook and Allen Iverson courtside. Oh! You better speak it into existence. Well, Serena, Grace, thank you for joining me and the Two Lit Crew on Remotely Renee. And thank you for the point, baby! Collusion. Hi, Serena. Collusion. Hi. We still love you, Sam. We, we still love. I still love you, even though it's collusion. <laughs> we still love you. Yes, baby. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> oh man, that will do it for us this week on Remotely Renee. Man, I can't even say my own name. I'm having a good time. Remotely Renee. We have fun every week, you guys. Come have fun with us next week. Connect us even though we're not in the same room we want it to feel like it so connect with us while being remote catch you next week Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy, interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.